Welcome in to Podcast Avito, a Big Brother podcast. I'm your host, Brendan, and joining me as always are my brothers, Terrence. What the hell was that? I'll explain. <laughs> and oh, howdy, howdy. <laughs> so it's fantasy football season, and like my fantasy football podcast, like it's like a radio show. So it's like the song plays, and then that's always how it starts. So it's like in my head. All right. Well, here it's we are. Intro. I like it. <laughs> um, if you're new to the podcast, we recap, discuss, and analyze every episode of Big Brother air quotations all stars. I like that. Um, and if you're wondering why we didn't have a Monday episode, it's because actually nothing happened in Sunday's episode. So we didn't want to lie to you guys and try and Basically, I don't even know what we would have talked about. Yeah, but somehow we're going to spend like 30 minutes of this episode <laughs> talking about Sunday. But yeah, well, but yeah, that wouldn't have been enough for one whole episode, right? True. Our, our lives aren't interesting enough to like riff on our lives. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> um, so with that, let's get into the recap segment of the show. Hashtag. But first, starting with Sunday's episode, Freakazoids. Um Danny won the HOH competition, uh, which Davon threw. Yeah, I thought that was really interesting. I thought that was a good move uh, on Davon's part. She literally lasted like five minutes. Yeah, um, I'm not sure if going that early gives it away too much, but I liked her logic of like, well, three seasons, never won anything. Might as well just play into the stigma now. Well, and with this comp, my my thinking was, you know pretty quickly if you even have a chance, and if you don't, why hang on? Uh, great point. And I think the the like main Memphis. threat that she had to deal with is, well, I was just up there with Bailey. I survived. I could very easily be the next, just like Caser was for Janelle. How am I going to get to the point where I can like actually play this week and they're not targeting me? It's not a bad idea. I also I love applying other sport logic to Big Brother. If you have that mentality right off the bat of there's no way I'm winning this load management <laughs> might, might as well that. just drop and then like you're not going to be exhausted for the week that's what Memphis did he was like oh so now I'm out of the half not range like I'm good <laughs> he's the best oh I love him <laughs> <laughs> um, so basically the main gist of this episode which like we said there wasn't a lot to it uh, you know, I think the main takeaway is that Davon says that she's at least generally good with Danny. And I think Danny basically said the same thing. They both seem to kind of be speaking out of both sides of their mouth a little bit because they're, I think, both willing to take a shot at the other person uh, should the opportunity arise. But uh, Davon wants Tyler gone and she suggests putting up Tyler and Christmas and Danny had some thinking to do. Yeah, so this is kind of a theme that we saw all week, and we saw it with Danny and Nicole, where they're kind of they're kind of at a fork in the road. Like we're we're at jury now. At some point, things are going to have to break off, but is it literally just going to be the committee having to cannibalize itself at the end, or is someone going to make a move earlier? So, Danny, I think Davon prevents presents the opportunity for Nicole. It's Ian. So I thought it was really interesting to see this sort of. Um, take shape between Davon and, and Danny. Cause I don't think it's total crap. I, well, I don't think it's like, I don't think they're like totally lying to each other. This episode made it seem like, I mean, 
Devon was in the HOH room basically the entire episode. So it was almost as if they were like final two, but we know as viewers that Danny is like constantly just feeding her garbage. Mm-hmm. So I don't really know what to think. I'm inclined to believe that if Danny ever had to like have a spine and make a move, she would probably just make the easy one. Um, and that would be against Devon because Devon is not in the committee. Right. True. But if you're Devon, so especially six, though, oh, there you go. So six, you, it, that's gone. That's done. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But well, we said that was done because of the Danny and Tyler rift, but that's not enough to make. The oh, no, no. It's, right. it's Devon and Bailey. Oh, too. Bailey. I forgot about Bailey. Um, well, anyway, it's important. I think that Devon's at least trying this because she really didn't have any other options after Bailey left and, you know, m- might as well try to align somewhere other than, you know, Kevin and David and, you know, maybe Ian, where what are the chances you guys are going to get, get it together and put together any sort of resistance? Well, I like that Devon is very clearly playing. It's, it just feels so futile though. Yeah, I mean, you could argue What's that... What's the point, man? Well, yeah, it, and I, I don't want to, like, I'm going to repeat this probably a bunch. The game is won and lost in the first week and a half. Is She she didn't align correctly right, the, right out of the gate, and it's just over. You have nothing you can do. And what's really starting to just get under my skin is the thought that it wasn't even about the first week and a half. It was about the pregame alliance. Yeah, exactly. So... The game was decided. Well, I've been saying all week, like around the house and stuff, that I think that what this season's told me is that an all-star season can't happen anymore. So maybe in the past when people were less connected via social media and whatnot, there wasn't a risk of there being like, or there wasn't that much of a risk of there being an outside alliance that comes into the house. Um, People played differently back then, so that's a factor as well. And... um, People are just too uh, brand oriented now. They're all just fake Instagram people who have sponsors from Tummy Tea and like the what's that thing that you shoot? It it like massages the you. The Theragon. I yeah, I actually kind of do too. But uh, and now we're gonna have Instagram. Everyone listening to this podcast is gonna have an Instagram ad for Theragun on their <laughs> phone. Um, but they. I mean, a lot of them have said horrible things that have caused them to lose sponsors, but they are more thinking of when am I on the live show? And when they're on the live show, they're not going to make any interesting moves because they don't want to come across as controversial. My counter to that when it comes to all stars happening is the pitch I gave earlier in the season of it should have just been old school versus new school. Brendan, you said that's the survivor approach, which that didn't even occur to me, but that is the survivor approach. And when they make it built into the game that you have to play this way, then I think that's much more sure. interesting. But it can't happen in a vacuum, period. I'm not sure I understand. Like a lab point. setting. Like you can't just drop them in there and see what happens. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, it's yeah. not going to naturally form that way most times. Uh, maybe we can get into this a little bit more, but one last thing on that pregame alliance, because literally no one that is included in it has been compelled whatsoever to do anything outside of it or make a move. Is there any way that there was like a, let's divvy this up like a fantasy, like a fantasy football championship where the guys said they're going to split it. Oh, I would hate that. Because because why? I mean, well, let's just cut to it. Like the, the whole Ian Nicole thing, 
why why are you so afraid to actually this is like the one time that you could make a an actual play on the other side of the house and split off and take your chances but you're so connected to this I'd be marching there's, with Evil Dick if that happened. There, <laughs> like we're tearing down no the Big Brother studio. Uh, how is there no way? Because they, it's all gravy for them. A bunch of them have won. They're go, they've already got their $40,000 stipend. This is uh, Terrence's conspiracy. <laughs> this is, I mean... Oh, it's a fair conspiracy, but Owen's like, Owen, you just got to open your mind. You're not a critical thinker. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, trust me. I am not a conspiracy theory guy, but th- this is plausible. No, it is. I, I suppose it's plausible. I think it's highly unlikely. If you think a douche like Memphis <laughs> would be giving like equivalent to a hundred K to the other people in his alliance, that's not happening. Well, it could be tiered, right? It could be like, okay, yeah. the winner gets half and then the other four get, you know, 50,000 each or whatever that comes out to. I feel like 60,000 each. Even that would just be like a nightmare. You know, what we got to bring up to like, because I'm assuming she was included in this pregame alliance unless they just decided when they got there. Like, how psyched was Christmas to get that call? And, like, why did she get that call? <laughs> yeah, if she was part of it, it makes zero sense. I mean, I don't, I don't know. But I think I really do believe that the lines were drawn in the sand beforehand. And I didn't realize it at the time. But we did think the interview that Julie did with Cody right after one HOH was weird. Where he's like, I don't know. Like, I just don't have relationships the types of relationships I want with certain people. And it was over. The, the big, game was over. The big thing with this season has been people catching on to the hints that producers or Julie are trying to give them and then being like, oh shit, I need to like act here in such an obvious way in the opposite direction of what they're trying to like push me towards to draw them off the scent. So we saw it with Nicole this week with having said some pretty mean things about Ian and then like, I think the live feeds pretty clearly figured out that the producers tipped her off to that. And then she like really hammed up entirely overcompensated in the other direction. Uh, so like, I think what we know from early on is that the pregame Alliance was very much a thing and was known throughout the big brother community and clearly known by Julie Chen and the producers. So she asked him that and he was like, well, actually I'm just so scared. I don't, I don't have any friends here. I don't know anyone. It's like so obviously oh, acting in yeah, the opposite yeah. direction. Yeah, it's a great point. I, I didn't know where you're going there, but yeah, that makes a lot of sense. So uh, I, I'm like, I craft these points and it's just bringing it around town, always coming home. Bringing it around town. But yeah, so also, what is the connection with Dan and Derek? Is Did they get a finder's fee? Like seriously, like I now, why I, is everyone so loyal to this? I this think, was actually a chance for Nicole and Danny to break off and say, okay, let's play. I think Derek was supposed to be on the season. Isn't that what he we've was. been led to believe? For, yeah. From what we've been led so to Derek believe. Derek was facilitating for that reason. I don't think Dan ever was. I quite literally think that like Dan, like gave everyone Memphis's number in hindsight. That's I, very possible. I wish that, um, that Derek was on the season because then Derek and Cody would have been treated also like Janelle and Kaser. True. That's very true. I don't know about that to be honest with you. I maybe really not, don't. but I mean, maybe, but because uh, yeah, I guess you'd be pretty, you would come across like a complete ass if you were making that point about Janelle and Kaser, but just didn't give a shit about the, no, you're the right. Two who basically won. I mean, what if you align with one them for the game? The, this like, this right. is blatant, like nationalism by the committee. And this is how like, dictatorships for <laughs> well i was saying when we were watching the episode they treat the committee like the mob it's like yeah you can't go against the committee 
Well, yeah. I mean, I'll just say it to you. If you go against the committee, we're going to make your life hell. And then to said that. I mean, if you want to sit in the jury with Ian. Oh, God, I yeah. hate him. Um, back to Sunday's episode, though. Um, so despite Davon's efforts to lobby for putting up Tyler, uh, Cody, the most tunnel vision guy there is, said, nope, Kevin and David. Well, Co- Cody is like, he, he is both the president in this dictatorship that's being formed, but also the, so the campaign dictator. manager because he's like, <laughs> stay on message. Stay on message. Well, but the thing is, that's going to be the death of him because you got to be water, baby. And this uh, this is no way to play the game. Where the like, hell did that come just from? Just complete freaking <laughs> <laughs> complete tunnel vision is not going to win you, big brother. Honestly, and, I think it will, though. No, because... I mean, like right now, yeah, I agree. He's still top of the house. But the second this, it's just the committee, it's going to be chaos. And they're all people who can win comps. So these people are just stupid to think like, yeah, you know what? I got to take the committee all the way. Like Danny could have freaking gotten rid of the best competitor in that alliance this week. And he probably wouldn't have cared because from what I can tell, Tyler is the least interesting, least interested player this season who wants nothing to do with big brother it's offensive to watch him on screen like pretend to care like he's dead in the eyes after like the producers like hold a gun to him i am so mad about how tyler's play this game like it i understand that like people have a lot going on right now with uh covid and so that and people probably brought that in the house but like it's like you said i think danny said to him it's like yeah like You've got your girlfriend, but like we have children that yeah. we're like not around right now. I'm so mad that Tyler's in the house. And I can't believe I'm saying that because I've always liked Tyler. I thought he was a great player in his season, but it's just this has been the worst season ever in so many ways. Um, I am going to predict exactly how this season is going to end right Do now. It. Mark it down. Do it for the people. I believe it would be. Are there five people in the committee? Six. Six. So there's two and then we have four. And Memphis. No, okay. Uh, help me list it. Memphis, Cody, Danny, Nicole, Tyler. The poker Christmas. rat. Okay, six. So we're going to get down to final seven. Um, and final seven, Cody is going to win HOH, and they are going to take a shot at Christmas and Danny, Danny and Nicole or Christmas. Oh, oh they're, actually, they're, it'll they're be actually Nicole. just going to go for, for the girls. They're but gonna Enzo's going to be safe. They're going to leave Enzo as the last non-committee person. And then it... One of them are going to go, and that's just going to be another one of the guys, and they're going to be like, it, it'll be Tyler. I'll be like, well, Enzo and Cody are my guys. <laughs> so then it's going to be uh, the two remaining girls, and then it's either going to be Cody, Memphis, or Enzo winning, and then they're going to be like, well, these guys are my guys. <laughs> so then it's going to be the remaining girl, and it's going to be the one other person that they deem to not be in their core three or core two. And if Memphis doesn't win that HOH, then it'll be Memphis on the block next to the remaining girl. And they'll get Memphis out then. And then it'll just be, it'll be Cody and Tyler winning HOHs until it's Cody and Enzo sitting in the final two seats, pretty much. We'll see you next season. (laughs) (laughs) That's not a conspiracy. I think that's just like a reasonable prediction. Drops the mic. Um, Yeah. So, I mean, Wow. That, I think that's pretty accurate. <laughs> Danny um, made nominations. <laughs> then, well, actually, what's kind of interesting, so Tyler and Danny make a final six pact, but then Tyler's like, but actually, like, a final four pact in my mind. 
<laughs> which is too funny. He loves to overcompensate in terms of like really selling that he's yeah. into what you're doing. Like we have to work together. Like you've been making fun of. Well, I actually thought that was pretty good, like pretty smooth, but this is, it's like, dude, like you don't have to make like a bigger deal after like the deal's been made. <laughs> well, yeah. And, and it's, it's kind of similar to the way Danny and Dave on are um, conversing with each other. It's like, I mean, we both know we're kind of full of shit and we kind of can trust each other. Like you, you take everything with a grain of salt. But what are your thoughts on what I said about Tyler? Do you agree? He's been very punkish. Uh, the way last week played out was not great. Factoring in the live feeds too. I, yeah, don't, no, th- I, I don't think you would have seen this this week. You said you weren't monitoring as much. I, yeah, I did not pay attention um, to the feeds this week. Tyler on the feeds was saying if he, if he gets evicted and goes to jury, he's just leaving. Okay, yeah, he's so, playing like a punk. So this is why I have that opinion now, because like Evil Dick tweeted about who's like our guy. Uh, he's he calls like, it like it is. Well, he's like these like entitled Big Brother players now who are just like, well, I got the stipend from making it a jury, so like I shouldn't have to even be here. It's like you're on a TV show. This is meant to be entertainment. Yeah. Oh my god, it makes me so mad. Um, but back to Sunday's episode. So <laughs> Danny ends up. We putting, could have done a pod. Danny ends up putting up. Well, but a lot of this is like resentment from what happened later on in the fair. Week. So Danny ends up putting up Kevin and David, and literally <laughs> that caps off Sunday's episode, which was just her debating. Puts up the easy ones, and then it was like, wait until the power's used Tuesday. Yeah, and she was like, but I have got my eye on Tyler, which and was kind of exciting. That's the reason why we couldn't pod about this on Sunday because Sunday was literally like we already know that something happens after this, so uh, we can't even talk about what currently. That's happened. a great point. Um, so moving on to Tuesday's episode, why was it on Tuesday? Oh, country music, ACMs. Um, so yeah, David saves himself with the power. And just a stunning acting job by David. Yeah, like impromptu. Did you go to the <laughs> acting academy? Yeah, good point. So he <laughs> he did the tears thing when he got put up. He then did the tears thing when he got taken down, which I was fine with because it's like people aren't going to really believe it. But if that's all you do, it's like eh, maybe I was not fine with it. Um, I was very uncomfortable. Everyone in the house was very clearly uncomfortable because it's like. Dude, like, be happy. Did you see? You just got taken down. This is your chance to brag. Yeah, (laughs) that's what Memphis said to him. Uh, Yeah, and I think Devon said something similar. Uh, David's just a really weird dude. Like, he's very, he has very bizarre vibes. I also want to know: Is David going around the house crying all the time? Probably. Well, but if he's not. Then you look like a weirdo. Like yeah. Yeah. this is the reason why you're just crying out of nowhere. So then David uh, went around the whole house and was like, "Did did did you take me off the block? Uh, did you take me off the block?" Which was <laughs> I'm basically doing an impression of Cody doing an impression of David. What's funny is like while I was watching it, I was doing that impression of David as he was doing it, and then Cody came <laughs> in the diary room. I actually it. thought it was pretty funny. So like Tyler was just like no david and like walks away but cody like put his arm around was like you can keep doing this but like come on man maybe the only likable moment for cody all season oh it was it was by far my favorite cody moment stay tuned for a segment later this guy's brain is just clicking on all cylinders he going to tyler and asking him who ended up on the block as a result yeah going to davon and kevin who would have used it if they had it 
I mean, give me a break. Yeah. This, this, you know, for a second, I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah, maybe he's, he's thinking, okay. And then I start watching. I'm like, oh my gosh, he's he's continues to be dumber than I thought. The one thing that's funny about when he went to Kevin, though, is that Kevin didn't like see through David. He was just like, oh no, like I just wish I had. <laughs> um, so Danny, who's having the Cody week where she has to put up the whole house in one HOH, uh, Cody B19, Cody, yeah. Cody Nixon, she panicked and put up Tyler. Pretty good move. Uh, although I would actually argue not a great move. I don't know who she could have put up, but I would have stayed on like target with we got to backdoor him. I would too. And then she responded by going up to uh, the HOH room and making victim noises yes. to, to Tyler, <laughs> which who are you trying to fool? Another, did you go to the acting? That's academy? the new HOH. What thing. the hell's wrong with you? The like, new HOH thing is nominate people but then cry about how you feel so bad that you nominated them so then basically the nominee has to apologize to you that danny pulled that as many times as she could this right. this week um which was a lot so but not the, not a terrible move and i think she even like made no she didn't say anything in this in this moment but like it's been clear that they don't like each other and that they want to go after each other so i don't know why she doesn't follow through on it. Yeah, what are we playing at here? Uh, then we got the POV comp, and finally, Davon wins. She won the tiny POV. I was so happy. Just now, so happy. She's really good at like the comps where she has to focus. That's like her thing. She was really good at this comp. But you know what I mean? No, <laughs> no, but she almost won that HOH. She's good at those comps where they have to like watch to see things. Sure, yeah. No, that I would say she just more, lost, but like she oh, was really oh, you're good. Right. Okay, comp. she was good at that comp. Um it has no bearing on anything, but I think this was an impromptu comp because they probably couldn't use the yard with yes. everything going on there. I liked Wait, what? The oh, well, the wildfires does. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and how uh, how like, they had to teleport them and everything. I was like, "Oh, the people who are like trying to like say stuff over the wall, yeah, that's a problem." <laughs> does that happen? <laughs> yeah, that, that I was like, "Don't time. trust Nicole or like they'll say all sorts of stuff. I and thought then they, that they get freaked out about it. I thought that uh, they were snake. like on a lot. Say that again. I thought they were like straight up on a CBS lot. Yeah, they are. Which, how can people like get in there? That's the thing. They're straight up on a CBS lot. People know where they are. They figure stuff out. No, they but I mean, smoke signals. Can't they like fence off that area? I know they've had planes fly over. They send Grandpa Lou. Hasn't that happened? <laughs> yeah. It's like yeah, uh, with like the it's the like Truman Show out, out of the back. Yeah, it's like Truman Show. Good movie. Ever seen it? Uh, no. I have. Speaking of Jim Carrey, I just watched Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind. Mm. First time ever. It's a good one. Trip. It was a trip. It is a trip. <laughs> oh, and you got to watch it. I, I have nothing to say. <laughs> um, I liked this cop, actually. I was like, this I is a new comp that I like. This would be horrible. Yeah, you couldn't it would, do it. it would well, been... you don't have thumbs. Correct. Like, he you, has you thumbs. You literally have I thumbs. Have non, I have non-normal functioning thumbs. <laughs> um, it would have been really difficult. You, yeah, everyone's thumbs have two knuckles. Mine has one. Enzo was funny in this. There too. we go. That that was the explanation I was waiting. Because yeah, people were gonna yeah. be like, "What's wrong with his thumbs?" It's like, well, basically nothing. <laughs> the, yeah, <laughs> it hurts um, to use like screwdrivers and stuff, though. So this this would hurt, right? Um. So, <laughs> Davon, um. She talks with Kevin and first and Kevin's like, can you use it on me? And they're obviously close. 
and she's like, I don't know, because I don't want to like make us just like a pair that then gets put up next week. And then she talks with Danny and Danny's like, yeah, like you can't do that. It'd be so bad for me. And that really tipped off Davon. Davon's like, wait a minute. Like, this is my game. And these people have never had my back. And I think she literally said to Danny, there's a big ass alliance and I'd be stupid to not protect one of my own. So she ultimately ends up using it on Kevin, uh, which puts Danny on the spot who had three possible replacements in mind. Christmas, who she told and Christmas was just like, well, I don't know why we have to do that. Uh, she's like, but the target's Tyler. And that made Christmas mad because as Danny said, Christmas is obsessed with the committee. She's obsessed. And also Christmas made, made a point that all of a sudden, like the, the voting numbers of the committee are out. So you can't necessarily control what happens. Right. But Ian, we have to, we have to backtrack there. We, you just covered like the entire episode. And <laughs> I think this <laughs> works. Lines. Well, no, I, I want to talk about the decision that Dave on has. To yeah. Make. Yeah, same. All right. Um, I was trying to quarterback there. <laughs> <laughs> so, one, I have a lot of respect for the way Davon played this week. She told it like it is in the best way possible. Just like broke it down very simply to Kevin. Laid it all out like what, what the repercussions would be. And then did the same thing with Danny. Loved that. But what do we think is actually the best move here? Because the point that Danny made was, and I don't know if she made it to Davon specifically or just in a in a diary room. Okay. Yeah. Attach yourself to Kevin. You know, he's going up. What's that really going to do for you? And she's saying, come with me. I am your better option. So if you're Davon, you're already, you're, you're already back against the wall, which is correct. Now I debated this. I, I also debated it. <laughs> and I assume knowing as a viewer, like I said earlier, Devon's situation is kind of futile unless she wins NHOH. Correct. And we know that Danny is a snake oil salesman. Exactly. So basically, she's between a rock star and a hard place. Um, so many impromptu segments. I like my. I like the fact birthday. that she chose loyalty and numbers and knowing that she that actually no one has her back except for Kevin not so to be confused to with him. Christmas's kid loyalty yes um and the fact that she realized that she is kind of just becoming like someone to do Danny's bidding which is exactly what it really is I thought this was fine on Davon's part for the same reasons Owen's saying at first I was like no yeah like you're on Danny's side now but like no you're not you're like bottom of the totem pole for Danny. Danny's like, oh, it'd be kind of cool to have like an alliance with Davon in case things get out of hand with the committee. But next week, the committee will just be like, all right, Davon, Kevin, let's go. And it's over. And she wouldn't defend her. Great point. Yeah, I come to the same conclusion. And I, while she's in a bad situation, this is what got me thinking that the only thing she could have done right was be in the pregame alliance or have a better first week. Because it puts it puts her in a, between a rock star and our place for the rest of the game, and ultimately choosing something that is tangible in the form of Kevin is better than like it's kind of like when you have uh, like a bunch of draft picks and your team's tanking. The mm-hmm. idea of the draft picks is so huge. It's like yeah. oh my god, we could we could hit on all these, and then all of a sudden we're gonna be amazing. Working with Danny and that somehow and en- ending up in you advancing out of this awful spot. 
is hitting on all those draft picks. It doesn't happen. Well, yeah, I was actually going to say, like, uh, fantasy football. I already mentioned it once. Uh, I know a lot of our listeners probably don't play fantasy football, but it's a lot like fantasy football, the game of Big Brother, in the sense that, like, yeah, it all comes down to that draft at the beginning, but it's a weekly game. You got to win. You just got to survive every week. So keeping one of your guys who's a vote for you down the line and like potentially a vote for you in jury, if you're lucky enough to make it like you got to do it when you can. Yeah. That's why like, I get so mad with these HOHs, HOHs where they're just punting. Every- I mean, this has been a season of punts. There's not been a single interesting play. We've been watching big 10 football, but <laughs> like you have the opportunity to do things that can like, truly benefit your game and you just do things that don't negatively affect your game at some point there's diminishing returns from that like negative like that um like oh well i didn't really like hurt myself well but you're you've got a like a lower percentage chance now of getting another opportunity to help yourself yeah everything has been half steps and if you do something that is it's not a half step and you're actually playing, you get punished for it. Let's make one more metaphor. This is a game of hot potato. Just passing <laughs> the potato. Yeah. And it's going to blow up on somebody. And But then it's going to end up blowing up on all those people who had a chance to put themselves in a better situation during their HOH who chose not to. Correct. Well, it's all going to it's going to blow up on the people in like the committee who don't realize they're at the bottom of it. Exactly. Christmas. It's going to blow up like Christmas that Nicole. competition where they mix potions and one of them explodes. Yes. There we uh, go. About, not not yeah. a fantasy football reference, but a Big Brother reference. <laughs> um, so yeah, um, I mentioned it earlier, but Danny was like, she had to consider who she was going to replace if the POV was one, and then it was. Christmas was one of the options. Ian and Enzo were the other two options, notably the two guys who are not members of the committee. But Enzo obviously uh, might as well be a Jersey <laughs> because he's in a final two with Cody, who is the guy who's always keeping everyone on message. Uh, and he's tight with Tyler. Basically, it's like Tyler, Cody, Enzo, and like sometimes Memphis is my impression of it. Uh, but also Memphis is kind of like the dude who just like sits in the corner and controls everything. Yeah, and I'm not I'm not sure if he's controlling. He might be in his head. But uh, he's sitting in the corner and everyone is letting him think that he... I don't know. That conversation with Nicole in tonight's episode makes me think that he's got some pretty significant sway. But then Danny's basically debating like, well, like Ian and Enzo aren't in the committee. And I guess now suddenly like I don't want to target Tyler, even though I put him on the block after making a deal with him and it really rubbed him the wrong way. But like actually like maybe we'll work together and it's like sorry for shooting at you. But uh, maybe I'll put up Ian, even though my best friend is best friends with him and really doesn't want me to. So it just like made no sense what she was thinking through. So literally like two thirds of the way through Tuesday's episode, I was like, I'm team Danny now. I don't like Danny, but it's like Mickey last year where it's like she's actually finally doing something interesting. And like her game is at least like she's been trying to play the game. Like I'm going to get behind Danny. And then like five minutes elapsed. It's like, oh, wait, no, never mind. <laughs> yeah, that's summed up perfectly. We were excited about how the week started to play out. Things were finally getting interesting. And I had the theory weeks ago that we would end up turning 
and uh, getting back in on Danny's game, but I think she killed that this week, ultimately. Well, yeah. here's my thinking. So, and I guess we'll probably talk about this more. Um, I guess it's important to say that she ends up replacing um, Kevin. Kevin, yeah, with... <laughs> uh, Man, I'm struggling right now. With, with Ian. With Ian. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and, you know, I mean, like, Ian is the type of guy, so she says, oh, you're the ultimate pawn, and as everyone knows, my target is Tyler. And it's like, what is she even... I don't even, like, know what was going through her head this week. I said when we were watching, I was like, did, hey, hey, did Danny take stupid pills this week? It's like... <laughs> well, no, you know what? I think part of it is... um we didn't see it this way at first. We thought that it was calculated that all the little, like misinformation that she was putting out there and things like that. I think she's just really impulsive. Yeah. And doesn't think things through all the way. And she was kind of getting away with it a bunch. And it's caught up to her a couple times. And now she's in the spotlight and all of a sudden has to make multiple huge decisions within a week. And I'm not sure she's suited for that. But like if their whole thing this year and in the past years of Big Brother is, oh, I don't want to get blood on my hands. Well, you know what's a good way to not get blood on your hands? To take a shot at someone in your alliance and then be like, oh, sorry. Sorry. Didn't mean to take a shot at you. Yeah. And then also, like, piss off your ride or die, Nicole, by putting up her best friend. Now, I guess I'll I'll kind of defend Danny here. Given her position in the game, she was quite literally the worst person to have HOH at this time mm. when the disruptor power got used because in that panic moment what do you do she had her issues that's with where tyler. you should punt she had her issues with tyler and i guess it's justifiable to put him up but she just made a deal so she should have punted and that's when she could have put up i guess ian like yeah well, like, or Ian isn't a bad nominee because he has one, but not this week. Because Devon isn't an option for her. That would have been the other one, but she's trying to keep up that she's working with Devon. Or Enzo. Or Christmas. They, they're they not friends. Like, remember during Christmas's Alliance, Christmas like basically said, like, I don't want to be Danny's puppet, and like, but I'm she, not that close. And then did Danny's puppet. Oh, I know. But, like, they're clearly not close. Yeah. I don't know. It, she's just a walking contradiction right now. It's a shame because I really think that her ride or die is Nicole. And they Not could more. They could they could have broken off this week and done it. Yeah. Like the only I really think the only chance where there could have been a, a true split that had a slight chance of working is right now. Because if it's those two, you know, Christmas is going to be a follower and follow the guys yeah. and do whatever. This is basically the discussion for Thursday. Because this is how yeah. the whole episode goes. Well, I mean, no, we, no, like we're in Thursday now. Yeah, we're so in yeah, Thursday. Keep yeah, keep it going. Um, <laughs> Ian is a strong, a strong enough player to align with. You have Davon, Kevin, and David. So that's six people against what? Enzo, Tyler, uh, Christmas, Cody, Christmas, Memphis. Well, you know, you what actually have the numbers exactly. It it drove me crazy. I'm pretty sure Nicole said like. Oh, but we can't go against the committee right now because they have the numbers. And I said out loud while we were watching it, like, actually, leave. if you guys leave, the way numbers work is that, like, they lose those numbers <laughs> and the other yeah. side gets... Oh, yeah, well, it, it's, Tyler would have been gone, so then it's six to four. Well, it's it, an absolute power play. But is four a prime number? <laughs> no. good, good question. <laughs> yeah, four prime. Didn't know about that one. No, they didn't show us that. But, uh, 
which makes me think it's maybe not that big of a deal, although obviously Ian thought it was. But it's um, all twos, threes, and fours, little shifting macros. Right. <laughs> <laughs> um crap, what was I gonna say? Um what were you saying, Terrence? I was the talking numbers. about shifting macros and the numbers and, and how the numbers would shift. If, if this is the, the oh. true chance to draw a line in the sand and try to well, what would not be not I'm going to play an Owens prediction. What would have been interesting and probably smart is Nicole and Danny then make a girl's alliance with Devon. Yep. And then so that's a three. And then because Christmas like not a chance. No. Am I forgetting someone? No, I'm not. No, it, yeah, and because then, because so much of what they've been doing is ignoring the fact that the girls will get picked off yes. at the end. And then that three forms a bigger alliance with Kevin, maybe David. I don't even know. I guess you kind of have to try David. And I actually, I wouldn't mention it to David, to be honest. Kevin and Ian. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, you like don't trust him with the important stuff, but you try and make sure he votes. With but, you're like, cool. Yeah, then. yeah, exactly. Don't don't even mention it to him. And he'd tell Devon still seems to like have his ear somewhat. Like, just tell him what the vote's gonna be, and then and be cool with him. Yeah. Exactly. Um. So that's not like massive, but you can compete. And by taking out Tyler, especially, you can compete. But yeah. They just they don't think that way. And and the, there was like an interesting opportunity there where. You know what, Danny? Like, you kind of have no choice here but to take out Tyler. Like, I I know you seem to think that you're going to be friends again, but like, there's not a chance. You've both been like saying things behind each other completely idiotic all season, and then you just took a shot at him. Um, The obvious move was to put up Enzo or Christmas because then they lose a vote and you don't have to tie break. Yeah, Uh, it's completely idiotic on her part. She could maybe trust because I compared the relationship between Danny and Devon to the one between Danny and Tyler. It's like, okay, we both know that we've not necessarily done right by each other this whole time, but maybe we could work together. Danny can sort of trust Devon because Devon really doesn't have anywhere else to go. Tyler clearly has so many other places to go and he has firepower that can get you out of this house. Right. So why are you besting with that? You already made the mistake of not only just putting him up, but putting him up with the with David's power as opposed to it in a back door. So you you did that's an unforced error in my opinion. Well, mm-hmm. Yeah, it's an unforced error because she didn't have to put him up. It is, yeah. Um so yeah, it, it's we're we're kind of saying a lot of the same things, but it's just infuriating that they were so seemingly scared to do this, and that's why they didn't do it. But what if they were compelled by a money split? <laughs> <laughs> Think about it, though. What? Why? Why are they why, so resistant? Why to does go this not even other? get brought up? It doesn't get brought up. It loyalty, sure, I, I guess. But like, I don't know. Why does Christmas's people, kid keep coming into this? You, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you, you guys are all stars. Isn't the whole idea that you're like cutthroat players that are going to do what it takes to win? It's I, horrible. I guess so, but. I don't know. Um, a money split still just seems like <laughs> oh, and, a step oh, too far. Open right your now. eyes. No, ba- basically, <laughs> like you got to know if Memphis wins it all, like he's changing his number, and Dan's not giving he, it out. He's opening like another <laughs> franchise of ice cream restaurants to go with the barbecue. No, at Memphis, he wants to invest in a in something that's safe, something that's stable. He's going to become a subway franchiser. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but. What you got to be thinking here is 
I mean, you can't you can't just say that it doesn't work just because of Memphis, right? Well, that's I, one guy in the Lions. I know, but I'm just kind of thinking like, well, then someone, they would get rid of Memphis if they thought that. Well, Memphis is just an asshole. Memphis, is, we that, signed a contract. I will litigate. That's <laughs> what I'm saying. Memphis is an asshole, and we know that. Um, so with this episode, we saw a lot of Nicole campaigning for Ian to stay more than I've seen someone campaign at all this season. Okay. Well, let's, I, well, let's, let's talk about no, that. I want to get to the <laughs> reasons for this, but I mean, it was a lot on the show. It was, it was completely overdone and you know, ridiculous. I think it was ridiculous. I think some of it was like legitimate. Like it's bad for her game. It is. And and we don't need to talk about this first, but I, I would like to talk about her and Cody butting heads. I think that is so important and like kind of at the and what Crux said to her. Yeah. So he basically said, okay, if you're in the same situation, she said, if you're in the same situation and Enzo's up, well, you're having the same dilemma and the there's going to be much more thought given to keeping Enzo than is being given to keeping Ian for me. I think that's a great point. So if she, at this point, She's already gotten told off by Memphis when she even brought it up. More Cody, than told off. Yeah. Threatened. threatened. Cody is basically get, not giving her the time of day. She can't even really seem to get Danny on board. Hmm. Maybe you're not controlling this alliance and it might be time to make a move. Well, but if you can't get Danny, then it's game over. Uh, True. But like, don't, don't you think that this should compel her all the more to like really make that move and not just go back on it. Like take that chance with Danny as opposed to just being like, Oh yeah, I'll figure it out later. But this is where it's like, she won a freaking season. Like, are you kidding me? In retrospect, that's what even worse than I thought it was. Um, I, I think that Nicole, obviously, uh, we know that she did not stick to her guns and she voted Ian out. She should have put Danny in the situation of like, okay, show your loyalties right now. Yes. Are you loyal to me or are you loyal to everyone else? And then at least you have some data to work with here. Yeah. So then we got a Tyler and Danny conversation, which I have no memory of. So Terrence elaborate. Oh, uh, and we've, we've hit on this in the fact that, even once he was on the block, um, still talking about, hey, we can be good with each other because you're not going home. And basically, Danny is trying to do damage control within oh, this horrendous yeah. week. So we've talked about it. Yeah. Um, then we got a great conversation between Ian and Danny, which I love. This is maybe my favorite moment of the season. Um, so Ian was talking to her. He mentioned four prime. So obviously he does think there's like a legitimate like agreement between them, um, which was what like Cody, Danny, Ian and Nicole. Yep. Um, he, you know, he's like, well, I, I know you made a mistake, obviously, but like it's really going to just like suck if this is how I go out. And honestly, uh, she was like, I know you're probably going to hate me. And he goes. Yeah, I mean, I, I am going to blame you. So, uh, <laughs> and to be perfectly honest, I probably will not vote for you to win. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Like we've said a few times, like, why don't people threaten not to vote for someone to win just outright? Because usually people are like, oh, no, like they're not going to vote for me. One vote is huge. 
Yeah. And like, pe- I don't think Danny can win now. People don't think about it early enough. Uh, and it is the ultimate currency you need to win the game. So if you're like, oh, there's only nine, there's only nine tokens available. I guarantee you don't have one. Well, you're all of a sudden fighting for five out of eight. Oh, we're about to unveil, not unveil, but take the, the tarp off of an old segment that Owen and I did last year. BB uh, voir dire. I do not remember this. <laughs> Actually, you know what? I think I do because I remember you coming up with it. And I was just like, okay. Well, Isn't voir dire like a legal term that it re- remind me what it means? It's jury selection. Oh, but I had I had <laughs> jury duty last year, and like that night, I was like, Owen, we gotta do BB voir dire. Voir dire. But uh, so basically, let's try and think of who's gonna be the jury, and then think of how the votes break down, and then see if this vote like could screw her actually matters. I like so that. the jury will, well, we already know Ian. Well, it's everyone, but who the two people are. So if it's well, let, let's, <laughs> let, let's, well, who did well, you have think of the votes, though. Let, Let's say it comes down to uh Cody and Danny. Uh, yeah. I mean, basically Danny versus anyone you put, you plug in everyone else into the jury. Um, I think Danny loses to Cody. Danny loses to Tyler. Enzo. Danny loses to Enzo. Danny. I want to actually think of the numbers though. So if it's one of those guys, they're going to have Tyler's vote, Memphis's vote. Uh, Let's say it's Cody. Who's up against her. Um, Tyler. So it's it's Tyler, Enzo, Memphis, Ian, because he said he won't vote for Danny. Uh, So that's four. Potentially Nicole. I think Nicole would still vote for Danny. So maybe she can win. I think she would too. Um, Cause I think I don't know. I would vote for Danny. I, I, it's a little too early for me to get conceptual with this. Yeah. Well, nice try, but uh, <laughs> um, more like voix don't now. <laughs> I, I don't know what the outline looks like, but I want to make sure we touch on one thing. Um, maybe it's the next thing you bring up, but I'm just going to get ahead of it. Well, let's see what you got to say here. Kevin and Dave on had a huge conversation this episode, which is shocking because Kevin mm, hit yes. everything on the head when discussing with Devon the fact that Tyler wasn't campaigning at all. So Kevin laid it out and he named everyone in the committee of he would know that he has those votes and that's why he's not campaigning at all. Right. I don't know what this does for them too little because too late. it's too little too late. Yeah, they have to win HOH, but um. I thought it was huge that someone finally got the right names and it was Kevin of all. Well, people. he did say on the live feeds, I think, or maybe, yeah, I think it was on the live feeds that like, he was like really on point his season knowing he was like what David thinks he is. Uh, so, I mean, I think that sort of showed itself there. Oh yeah. <laughs> it, it, it just is so tough right now to paint any of these things as anything other than not mattering. You know what I mean? It's making this whole thing very difficult. Right. So Ian gets voted out. um, And basically, like, Julie Chen goes like, wow, I just really love seeing you, Ian. And Ian was like, "Uh, thank you. (laughs) That was a little awkward. Oh, super awkward. So that goes back to what you were saying about Nicole, like, hamming up the, uh, the campaign because of some bad things that were said during the live feeds. Yeah. I don't even remember exactly what they were, but they were all essentially just making fun of Ian for the way he acts. And I think we, we know that that's attributable to 
his being on the spectrum. And I, yeah, and I think that was another thing that uh, Evil Dick was like really mad about. It's like, why didn't they show that on the show? Well, so you know what? A little peek behind the curtain. I was sure on Sunday that when we, we didn't get a chance to talk about this, um, Kevin talked about um, his identity as being part of the LGBT community. And um, we, we he talked about that and, you know, just wanted to be a, a good example for, for people and like representing well and, and all that. And I'm like, they're going to do this for, uh, they're going to show this and it's going to be calculated because then they're just going to show everyone making fun of Ian. Yeah. And they, they opted against showing that. Which I find interesting. Well, I I don't know. Unfortunately, but. the thing that's going to destroy the show is that if you're going to have a show that has 24, oh, quote unquote, 24 hour live feeds, and you can see how these people are actually acting, they have to put out an honest representation yes. on the show. Yes. And when people see them actively be dishonest and try and hide things that they don't want people seeing then it makes them turn on the show. I just don't get why they seem to just keep getting these like really selfish, like Instagram people who have a very like myopic worldview where they're just kind of willing to say like really things that no one would ever say anywhere on camera. They're saying like slurs. They're making fun of people for being on the spectrum there's been you know bullying against people even though they're all like in their 20s and 30s like why does this keep happening grodner it's it's <laughs> the it's the casting but yeah. there's something wrong with the casting where they're just getting like not very good people and like obviously it's a reality tv show a reality tv show you don't want like saints on there but like is it so much to ask for just people who like at least won't say like offensive things about each other on the live feeds. You, you could just argue that the people who are trying to get on reality TV are just a certain type of yeah person. Generally, you could argue that, but I don't know. I I don't think the way for Big Brother to return to its former glory is to like become the real world and be early two thousands unconventional. Who knows what these people are going to say? The way to do it is to get good people that also want to like perform but you essentially know, they you want know. to perform in the sport of the game and they want to make big moves and do things based off of that it's not about like who's gonna yell the most that's not what big brother really is but you know Although that is fun it is it fun, is fun. <laughs> but but the reason it can never be the real world is because the real world actually did like tackle these issues head-on by showing what like bad things were going on in the house and like that that's why like people write articles now about how it was like a legitimate like touchstone for like where America was at this time if you look at like the big years of the real world but you just said it yourself big brother they edit it and like they edit it too much sometimes like it's very much like they have like uh well I mean they obviously do have like motive behind what they're doing but it's it's very inconsistent like I agree. They made a big point of showing like when Ian like sort of like trusted in everyone and told them like, yeah, like I actually am like on the spectrum and I want to like represent, uh, you know, that community this season and whatnot. And then like the people like who were there for that conversation are saying like mean things about him relating to the fact that he's on the spectrum and they don't address it. Yeah. I mean, very well put. Is there an argument here that maybe we were correct before and not, 
watching the feeds because it kind of, well, once you realize the amount and the amount of editing and just how egregious it is, that's done. It kind of, you know, taints it a little bit. These past few years, I do think that the feeds have taken away something from me with big brother, because by the end it's like, well, I don't, I, it's hard to root for anyone. Like last year I was like, you know what? I'm rooting for Mickey because of the game, even though I know he's a bad person, but it's like, now I'm like questioning that because it's like, you at should the t- be. <laughs> well, I mean, at the time they said that people were saying like, actually like Mickey didn't say those things. And now it's like, it seems like he did. Yeah. Uh, but like, what I mean is basically you can't root for anyone and the people who you actually can root for because they're good people just get like booted really quickly. Um, I would say that Grodner plays the production game of Big Brother a lot like Danny played this week of HOH. They, they play scared. They got to show bruises. People want to see bruises and it's not. We should let them hit each other. Yes, we should. <laughs> but um, well, remember when like JC had that house meeting because they were making fun of him for being a dwarf. I do not remember that. You don't remember that? Uh, I vaguely remember that, but not someone who's going to get much sympathy from me. He's a jackass. <laughs> Okay, but like <laughs> it's a similar not because he is a dwarf, because he is a jack. No, but like the point being like that someone said something offensive about someone for something they can't control and the show actually addressed it. True, true, true. And and they they have done that. We we were commending them for the majority of the season on talking about social issues, but then something like this is conveniently left out. So I don't know. It they seem to be picking and choosing their spots to where it suits them. Keeping it moving. So um, Danny doesn't use the replay and we'll find out who's who went home. HOH Ian. I already said that. Oh, you did. Yeah. Yeah, you did. Uh, whoops. See, you can't bring me down, but, uh, they announced that there's going to be a neighbor, a BB legend. Is this, could this actually be like big time producer, producer intervention? Like you were I, saying, I hope so. I hope it's like, Dr. Will just like hackling them. All I just day. picture with someone like, with like very game specific stuff. But here, well, here's the thing though. I, I don't want basically a glorified Zingbot. I want something that actually could affect the game. And I think, I think whatever this is, will because well, Dr. Will, I don't know. The my prediction is that they know how many people are going outside the lot with megaphones, so they're just going to do it themselves. <laughs> Ooh, okay. Yeah, yeah, I could see that. Um, so yeah, like they're saying stuff. Some of it's true. Some of it's not. Yes. Interesting. Yeah, we shall see. So we've got some goodbye messages for Ian. Ian, it's me. Your money. Haha. <laughs> 500 G's baby. That's right. These losers got nothing on you. Capiche. Hey, but in all seriousness, make sure you invest me in ETFs and stable bonds. This ain't survivor money, kid. Ian, this is a bit of a mea culpa as much as, as, much as a goodbye message. Uh, I'm going to miss you. I was very wrong about you, and I just want to thank you for being the one big brother player this year who loves the game as much as we do and plays it that way. See you, Ian. Ian, it's Memphis. I would say I'm sad to see you go, but I'm not. Because you did not deserve to beat my good friend Dan Geesling, who I know is on Twitter defending me right now as his friend, as I just say one horrible thing after another. See you later, Ian. 
All right, so let's do stock up, stock down quickly. The segment where we try and predict who will win America's favorite by saying like who gauging who's up and down. Uh, Terrence, who do you got? Big time stock up, Devon. Just of course. crushed this week. I mean, she Devon's going to win. She crushes pretty much every uh, week. America's favorite? Yeah. Janelle will win, but Devon, it should be in the top two or three. Now, oh, I'm, I'm not positive on that. There is a big push to get Janelle to be like the first pre-jury America's favorite. And I wouldn't be mad, but I think things might... I think Davon might win out in the end. Like people will forget, especially if she's in a few more weeks. I think people will be logical enough to be like, okay, Davon deserves this. I hope Davon wins it. Uh, me too. And I love 100%. Janelle, but I, I really think Davon should. Get yeah. It. And, and you know, I don't think Janelle would argue that she needs it or anything like that. No. And I, I think the people who are around longer do ultimately deserve a better shot at it. So, yeah. And usually get it. Yeah, it's I'm, I'm rooting not. for Davon. Yeah. Um, so, stock down. Who do we got stock down? Uh, I mean, Everyone Danny. Else. Yeah. Uh, Memphis, I don't think Danny had like a um, horrible Tyler. Yeah. Uh, um, basically every the last two weeks or so, it's like stock up Nicole for the cable show, and then stock down when you find <laughs> out like what's actually happening. Great point. Basically, like, the committee just... Someone from the committee goes, like, way down every week. Yeah. Like, I think you said Christmas is, like, 16 out of 16 mm-hmm. now. Um, is she really? Yeah. <laughs> deservedly so. Um, like, literally every time she's on screen now, I'm just like, ugh. Christmas. I wish that yeah. when Nicole cast that vote against Ian, that they played the snake noise in the diary. Yeah, we didn't even talk about that. Like, I... I was like kind of troubled by that and I hope Ian figures it out because like I don't think he'll figure it out until afterwards. I don't know. He might. Wait, figure out what? Ian's not that stupid. Nicole went against him. Oh yeah, no, he did because they, they revealed the alliances in the goodbye messages. Oh, okay. And okay. he and it, and God love him. I have so much respect for Ian. Well, actually, I want to know I want to know Nicole might Ian. have told him like directly before him. Oh, oh maybe. Maybe. But he just he knows it's a game and he respects it. And I absolutely love that. We're getting back to who Grodner should be, you know, including the cast. People who respect the game. People who want yes. to play the game and no hard feelings. Let's play. Well and like I don't know, I wasn't like tuned into the live feeds that season, but like someone like Paul, not like the most likable guy, but like I didn't get the impression that anything like super controversial was happening behind the scenes with him. Um, I mean, BB 19 was a disaster. Well, like, I don't remember like I, horrible things. It's like I, he was I, playing. I, no, he was like a, a dick. He was a, He's bully, a dick, yeah. but, no, like, like, uh, but it wasn't like he was saying horrible things. Like, I don't care if someone's just like a mean person in reality TV. Well, uh, I mean, just because, he wasn't using slurs necessarily doesn't mean like no. he was I think the whole point is we don't want like straight up bullying like well that that was the things. BB19 controversy though but that was with like other people I didn't think it was, I don't think it was oh, no, it was him it was him as well, well. Paul okay well whatever <laughs> I don't have enough to say about Paul frankly yeah I, kind of blocked I mean, out some of that I I liked Paul the player um but BB-19 was bad because he was basically bullying everyone into submission to follow him. Um, 
Yeah. So let's do armchair HOH, the segment where we grade this week's HOH. Um, I'm going to go with an F. I'm going to go with an F. <laughs> I've been failing people a lot this season. And I think that basically the fact that she took a shot at the probably the best competitor in the house when it comes to competitions and then decided like actually like, no, I shouldn't have taken a shot and didn't follow through with it. Screwed her. Yep. Um, she had to. She had to execute a move with confidence and she did not. And she is screwed from every angle right now. Mm-hmm. Um, D plus only because she got out of former winner. Um, she stumbled and messed up the whole way there. Uh, totally screwed her long-term game, but uh, she got out a former winner and this week was interesting. Um, I suppose it was a more interesting week. Maybe, maybe I could be convinced to give her a D minus. Yeah. I um, mean, it's not like I'm trying, I'm really, you know, advocating for something crazy. It's a D plus. Yeah. Um, uh, but what's funny about that is what made the week interesting was like game intervention and powers. And David. so, yeah, <laughs> David stock up. <laughs> yeah, we missed that. David stock up. Why? I mean, he had a great week. <laughs> he was on camera a lot. Yeah. Um, all right. Let's do whose house is it anyway? The power ranking segment of the show. Who wants to start with number four? I will. Um, Terrence. Uh, the meow meow. Enzo. He's. I also have Enzo. You, li- you literally laid it out. <laughs> He's like guaranteed. Yeah, I've Final been, Four yeah, might win too. the whole damn thing. Is a really good competitor. Is just sitting back while this carnage is happening. He didn't even need to get involved in the conversations this week. And meanwhile, the only you know like thing that is hindering his connection with his guys, his his uh, his root and Tyler uh, is all of a sudden weakened. Right. So the committee and slick sex or whatever the hell that was, that stuff's weakened. And um, I, f- I feel like he's in really good shape. And Tyler stayed one of his main allies. But Enzo's name is not on the uh, declaration of revenue sharing. Exactly. <laughs> uh, so, and so that that's might, the only thing that could that might be a problem. Might be a problem. Yeah. Um, and my number I mean, four. I, I just agree. Uh, I have nothing more to say on Enzo. Me, he's my out. number three. So I'm not going to like get into it when we get there because it's the same reasons. My number four is just Memphis. Because I just feel like Memphis, he's going to rub someone the wrong way. It, it can't work out as well as it's worked out for him lately. Um, I, he just seems like the least likable guy on the planet. Um, and like, I just think at some point people are like, oh, yeah, remember when he was like shady during his HOH? And that'll just be the excuse to like make him one of the first targets of the committee. I don't know. I mean, I just think Enzo's laid a little bit more under the radar and is just generally like a more likable guy. So just give him the there edge there. All right. My number three is Danny. Um, played a crap week. Uh, still very clearly holds a lot of power. Um, and I think when it comes down to it, she's one of three players that really matter in this game. And the other two are a buffer. <laughs> I just want to argue that actually yeah, I would I argue Danny might be the least powerful person. She should almost be on like Sunday scaries because mm. when inevitably 
one of the like main four guys wins HOH, they might just have the conversation of, man, Danny's causing so much trouble. She just has to go. Oh, and she even had the power to play in this HOH and she forewent it, which I think that proves Terrence's conspiracy. I think that alone proves it. Like what? I I think it expires. Sorry, sorry. I'm going down to a D minus. I forgot about that. D minus. I think it expires after this week. Like, she was, I think when she won it, she's like, oh, but I never win comps. You won an HOH when you at the replay. Idiotic. Well, oh. now, I, I think her logic is, well, I don't want even more of a target on my back now, but Playing the target's scared. already there. Playing scared, exactly. My number three is Tyler. Um, he made it through another week. Production is going to try and keep him in the game because they know he'll just leave if he goes to jury. Um, he won't actually do that. They won't allow that. Oh, I know they won't. But... um. He'll, Super stoked to be here. He'll win comps, but he's just not in it like he was in BB20. Therefore, I just don't think he has the legs to go all the way. But um, yeah, he doesn't. He's at the top. He really doesn't. He's at the top. So um, Brendan already did number three. So I guess we're back around. To well, yeah. Uh, number two. So it turns out my three wasn't great, but I still think she holds a big place. Uh, my number two is Cody. Uh, everything goes through him. Everything goes through him. And uh, I think it is so clear now that he's in the center of everything. I think people are catching on. And I think that there is a chance that that leads to it catching up to him before like final four. Um, but then again, who am I kidding? Who's going to take the shot? Yeah. I don't know. Uh, but it also just speaks to the fact of how good of a spot he's in. Uh, he's my number two. My number two is uh, Tyler. <laughs> There's really no order here. Yeah, I, yeah, we've been out of order. But um, my number two is Tyler, basically because of what you said on. He doesn't have the stamina. Like he's he can't win. Uh, his heart's not in it. But I think technically he's like number one because like I think he's gonna win HOH. He might have already won. We'll find out. Uh, and like he actually, I th- I think if anyone's gonna be the first one to take a shot at the committee, it's Tyler. Uh, yeah, he's already shown that he's at least willing to. But does it count if he takes a shot at Danny? Yeah, because Danny didn't take a shot at him because of the committee. Well, I don't think that he he really will do that, though, because I think he's exceedingly unlikely to work with the people outside the alliance that could help him move make a move like that. Basically, what, they, what Nicole did this week by foregoing the opportunity to shake up the game, she Danny? literally... No, no. Well, Danny... In addition to Nicole, Nicole made the vote. Danny would have made the tie break. Um, basically made it so that no one's going to period. It's not, it's almost not even possible because no one else had any relationship with Dave on where they could actually legitimately True. try to do that. Mm-hmm. Tyler and, did, but then he backtracked. Yeah. And then Dave on's the straw that stirs the drink in terms of making that happen on the other side of the house. So True. Okay. My number two is Memphis. Um, Trusted in Memphis. I kind of think songs here. Uh, no one, no one has even thought about taking a shot at him. That makes no sense. I agree with the whole like he's a dick, and someone will just use that as justification at some point. But it almost seems like, I mean, Nicole is definitely scared of him. That's for sure. <laughs> Very, um, I mean, like that was pretty bad. Like what he said. Well, yeah, no, Memphis seems evil. Yeah. So I guess the intimidation factor is a thing in his favor. Mm. Um, and he 
at least thinks he's in tight with Cody, especially, and they might be in tight. We can't really tell. Memphis just like he's like the boss from hell. That's like how he acts. Oh, yeah. Total jackass. Um, <laughs> speaking of which, he's number one. Um, Memphis is going to skate to the final two uh, and may very well win. Uh, no one seems to be as offended by him inside the house as we are. Uh, frankly, he seems to almost be endearing in the house somehow by just not being involved in things. And he's like, in, he's an advanced floater. Mm-hmm. And he's going to get there and may potentially win because of his boys. And, you know, I said earlier, he's almost like the guy who's sitting in the corner making decisions. Maybe he's not making decisions, but everything does go through him. Right. And the way that he talked to Nicole when she mentioned, hey, what if we flip this vote? Was like border well, it was very rude and borderline offensive and was just accepted as, oh yeah, well, that's just the way it is, and you're gonna listen to him. True. I I don't think he's going to draw the same heat that Cody does. And that's literally the only difference between them in my mind. So my number one is Cody. Um I really, you know, for a while here I have liked the way he's played the game, but now I don't. But until the committee's out of commission. <laughs> that was pretty good. I like that. Um, like, he's number one. My number one is also Cody. And then once the committee starts to break down, I think he, if he doesn't win a competition, he's going to run into some problems. I think he's number one the whole way because my prediction Actually, for yeah. tonight's HOH is that he's going to win and he'll take the safe route. And then next week's person that wins is going to protect him. And then he's going to win the next HOH. And then the person after him will protect him. And then he's going to win the following HOH. Danny um, could have used the replay and didn't. Yeah. my I think Cody is just going to run <laughs> the game. Um, risky political comparison. Ooh, let's go. Memphis, George W. Cody, Cheney. Memphis thinks he's in control. Cody is actually controlling everything. Mm. Yeah. I think it might be the opposite. Really? Oh yeah, uh, I oh, just put based on, based on your ranking. Um, no, I think I might actually think that. Yeah, but I I think it's so clear that Cody Cody is the one making deals. Wow, and Memphis doesn't seem to be. This is okay. Okay, I, I get that. Paul, who we were just talking about, he tweeted at Ian, "You're a good dude, Ian. Let's smoke a blunt and compare notes about our experience." Peace. That sounds like a lovely time. <laughs> <laughs> um, one thing like, kind of like that, that seems like something someone would like write on someone's Facebook wall in like 2011. <laughs> I have, I have more BB breaking news, not HOA Twitter. Oh, that's um, all I wanted. To, I can't I'm give looking, it. I can't give it on the pod. I'm not going to give it on the pod, but I'm looking. Um, for I don't it. think it's out there. But yet. the other BB breaking news is that there were headlines that circulated that Memphis was the N-word user for the season. Oh, yeah, disavow. He's, like, not on my power ranking. Now, CBS responded, claims they looked into it, found nothing, and then added that if they heard, like, anything of the such from a house guest, they would be removed immediately. Like, where was this rule last season, guys? Yeah. I'm, I'm going to the tapes. Or unless they, like, wiped them from the internet. Honestly, the, they like do that. So, oh, I know. Um, Dan Geesling, Ian took his loss with class. Gotta respect that. Yeah, Dan. Dan basically just tweets about like classy people, and then is great friends with Memphis. He hates Ian because Ian beat him. 
I don't think he hates him. Memphis hates him because he's Dan's well, but, guy. But Memphis is an ass. But do you, How many times do, do I you have think to they haven't talked that? about it? I'm sure they have. I'm sure Dan thinks he should have won like he should have. But um, regardless, I, d- I doubt Dan hates Ian. Maybe he doesn't hate him. I, I don't know, dude. $500,000 could make you hate someone. Oh, yeah. Well, okay. I did not like Ian coming into the season because I felt that Dan deserved the five hundred thousand dollars. I'm just a fan, and I loved Ian this season. Like I was, I was very wrong there. I think my goodbye message says as much. Also, like he was like the comic relief every episode. They would just like throw in like Ian like needing a towel or like Ian with a yes puppet. Ian with a puppet. It's Too like funny. I don't know. Like somehow every time there was drama, Ian was like in some sort of fun little pickle. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so. Any closing thoughts? Um, no, I'm, I'm going to go look into what Memphis said. Uh, yeah, I've got nothing. All right. So we will be back maybe on Monday. Maybe yeah, on Friday. It's, it's going to be a game time decision at this point. You got to be water. Exactly. So, so we know how Sundays are just too uneventful. Yeah. So, I mean, we'll just play it by ear going forward. <laughs> if anyone in the committee wins, you probably shouldn't expect a pod. Yes. Yeah. That, <laughs> that's actually, that is how we'll know. Yes. All right. So uh, please rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast. And we will see you on Monday or Friday. Good night, house guests.